Hello and welcome to a juicy episode. One of the things that I'm super passionate about on top of self-empowerment and development is sex and sensuality. I grew up and still am working through levels of shame when it comes around to sex and sexuality. And it's one of those things, there's like four things that, you know, you struggle with in relationships and it's usually money, housework, political differences, like different differences in opinion and beliefs and sex. And to me, it just makes sense that sex is the first thing that I'm super interested in, obviously. There's many reasons why, but I'm so curious about the human like psychology and it's something that, you know, we've always had. Does that I hope that makes sense to you. So for example, money hasn't always existed. The idea of money has existed in trade, but it hasn't money hasn't always existed. Politics and political differences hasn't always existed. Household duties that struggle hasn't always existed. And even if you go back to when we lived, you know, off the land, there were specific roles that, you know, we trusted other people to do and there wasn't any struggle in that. And then we come down to sex and sex has always been around. And there may have been struggles in the past and I there has definitely been struggles in the past now that I think about it. But it's one of those things that we've been doing it for so long. How have we not learned to adapt to this current climate? So I did a poll and I'm just going to get the poll results up. I did a poll on Instagram and one of the questions that I asked was, what is an area or what's your biggest issue that you have in the bedroom? 50% of voters said it was a lack of effort to have sex. So lack of actually initiating sex by either party. And the other 50% said it was a lack of communication. Now, I would love if you voted, I would love for you to explain that a bit more. Your answers will 100% be confidential. And if I speak about them on the podcast, 100% anonymous. But when it comes to the lack of communication, that could be just lack of communication in general, like not spending enough time together, talking to one another, a lack of speaking up about things that we want to try. That's something that actually I had someone message to me personally was, um, you know, being together for a certain amount of time and things become stale that wasn't the word that she used, but that's what I'm picking up from it. Um, you know, it becomes repetitive, a bit boring, and it's time for a change. I also, and I would love to know if you can relate to these as well. I also put up a question around how safe or confident do you feel to be sensual and sexual? So the majority of voters were in the somewhat all the way to 
all the time category. Now, it's interesting to note that a lot of men are at the 100% all the time ready to go category. And there was quite a few women that were either at the, the three quarter mark or all the way to the, I don't feel very safe at all. Um, now there's so many reasons for this and I want to dive into them later and in another episode, but I just want to finish going through all of the results from the polls. And lastly, I had someone message me saying that one of the issues in the bedroom for them is no libido. Now, I actually want to dive into this because this is something that we all understand is sex drive and libido. But these aren't actually terms that are used scientifically. So I have read and am still reading and reread all the time this book called Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. And she is a researcher when it comes to sex, but she makes this book like very interesting. It's quite hard to get through in a, at a fast pace because it is quite scientific. But it pretty much starts off the book saying that you are normal no matter what your sex drive is. You're no, mat, normal no matter what your libido is. And it's hard to believe that until you do some of the work. But going back to what I was originally saying is there's no such thing as libido and sex drive. What it actually is, is the sexual inhibiting system or the sexual excitatory system. So we refer to these colloquially because it's way easier to understand as brakes and accelerators. So think sexual inhibiting so it inhibits sex so that's a break it stops it and sexual excitatory which means revving the engines we're ready to go it's exciting so each person has different accelerators and different brakes dependent on the context and what the context is i'll give you an example which Emily Nagoski gives in her book, Come As You Are. She says, if your partner tickles you when you're already feeling turned on, it can be fun. But if they tickle you when you're angry, it's just irritating. Same sensation, different context. Therefore, you perceive it differently. And that's a very small example, but on a larger scale, if you've got some really extenuating life circumstances it is entirely possible because the context of your life might be stressful that when they do the things that they usually do it just doesn't turn you on anymore so a great way to actually before I continue onwards it might be the opposite Maybe you have extenuating circumstances, you're very stressed, and 
you want to have lots of sex, maybe even more so than usual. This is completely normal, both sides of the coin, whether you are in between even. It's completely normal for you. This is why this book is called Come As You Are. Come as you are right now. Come as you are with what you enjoy, your life circumstances. This is what I mean when I say everybody's accelerators and their brakes work at different paces and spaces. Now, what Emily Nagoski, Dr. Emily Nagoski says, I should say, is that for most people, the best context for sex is low stress, high affection, and explicitly erotic. So in terms of context, things that can affect the context of your life that can in turn affect your unique accelerators and brakes are things like your mental and physical well-being. What's your physical health like? How do you feel about your body image even? That is a huge one for women. I did a masterclass, gosh, three months ago or so. And one of the parts of this, the well-being portion was that a high percentage of women really struggle to enjoy sex or their breaks get put on, should I say, when they feel conscious about their body image. Another category that could, you know, change the context of your life or is context dependent and therefore could you know press your accelerator or press your brakes is your partner's characteristics now nobody wants to talk about this nobody wants to admit that if you are having sex with someone that you're not attracted to that it can affect your desire for it okay this is something that is in this book that i'm reading by a scientist or I should say scientific researcher. And it's it's just true. It's just truth. We don't want to admit that, you know, if... Like, okay, let me take a step back. For some people, being sexually attracted to someone or physically attracted to someone doesn't matter in terms of love. And some people who may be perceived socially as unattractive, can seem attractive to other people physically. And this is a part of the context of um, our sexual experiences. Other characteristics in terms of context could be your relationship dynamics. So what's the power dynamic like? And are you enjoying that or are you not enjoying that? So... A great way to think of this is thinking of a time in your life. If you're in a relationship, think of it with your current partner. If you're not in a relationship, think of it with um, any sexual partner, any sexual experience that you've had. What was the relationship dynamic like? What was the of the positive experiences? What were all of these? context categories like 
what was your, in this positive experience, what was your mental and physical well-being like at that time, that specific experience? What were your partner's characteristics like? What was your relationship dynamic like? What was the setting of that positive sex experience? What were the other life circumstances that were going on at the time outside of the bedroom? And what are things that you do, whether in the bedroom or outside of the bedroom for yourself, that allow it to be sex positive? And then you want to go to a a sexual experience that maybe wasn't so positive. So it's not that it was negative, but maybe you just didn't enjoy it. Or, you know, if you're driven to this episode, the thing that you're struggling with most, think of a specific time when that occurred and then go over the same thing. What was your mental and physical well-being like at that moment? You personally, not the other person. What is the partner's characteristics like now? What is your relationship dynamic like? Is there trust there? What's the power dynamic like? Are they you know, more submissive or are you, sorry, more submissive or more dominant? And do you like that? What's the emotional connection like? Are you feeling desired? What's the frequency of sex? You know, when it comes to the setting, are you, is it in private or in public? Is it distance or are you together? Do you, are you seeing your partner more in a positive light or more in a negative light? What about your life circumstances work-related stress, relationship-related stress, family-related stress? Is it a special, was it a special occasion, this not-so-positive sexual experience? What are the things that you do in, in the bedroom? Is there anything that you do? Do you have self-guided fantasies? Do you have partner-guided fantasies? Were there certain body parts that were touched or were not touched? And then you want to compare those, both of those experiences and what you've got is two different contexts, two different contexts for sexual experiences. And from those lists, when you look at that first list of, of a positive experience, you can go through, and this is something that I've done myself, you can go through and circle from the positive experiences, what were the things that really turned you on? What were the things that you really enjoyed? And then once you've done that, go to the not so sexy experience and firstly just look at the areas that you circled on that positive list and then look at if they were the same on the not so sexy list. If they were not, if they were achieved in the positive sexual experience and not achieved in the not so positive experience that could be an indication that those experiences or the, the context and those areas that you circled are areas that need to be fulfilled in terms of context in terms of sexual experience for you to enjoy sex to the fullest It's a great indication of those accelerators and those breaks. And then you can even go to the not so great sexual experience and circle things that you really didn't like, that you really were like, that was not it for me, or that put, I felt 
that put a halt on our experience. Circle those things. Those are your breaks, man. And if you're someone like me who is very in tune with their body, you can feel the breaks. Come on. Your body might tense up. You might step back. You might just completely mentally check out of the experience. And now these are things that we don't have to do, but these are things that we might just be doing naturally. So I've given you a lot to go on there and I don't want to give you too much more. I actually did record this podcast um, in a different way, but I wanted to dive a bit deeper into one or two specific topics as opposed to trying to tackle them all, like all of the topics in the pod, the poll that I had done on Instagram. So if this has helped you in any way or has at least made you feel more understood, less abnormal. That makes me so happy. I would love to know. Also, if if you have any like situations when it comes to the bedroom or your relationships that you're like, I'm not sure about this, feel free to DM me on Instagram anonymously. Wait, you can't do it. You can't do it anonymously on Instagram. Feel free to message me. I'll keep it completely confidential. And it will be something that I won't reply in answer to on Instagram, but I may even use it as a tool to help other people on the podcast or use it as a podcast topic. So there's things I would love to get into, like even the anatomy of female genitalia. I feel like that's an important point that a lot of women actually don't understand you like you actually have no idea how big the clitoris is and i would love to share that with you because it will transform your life i also want to go over things that address the poll topics so you know lack of effort when it comes to sex or initiating sex or so motivation to have sex or lack of communication whether that's in the bedroom or outside of the bedroom so that the context of your life is an accelerator for the bedroom. Um, What to do if your sex drives don't match, what to do with sex is boring, why my, although I've kind of answered this, why your sex drive and libido is different or changes, how to enjoy sex more, what if you're triggered during sex, how to come back from when the brakes are put on, because sometimes the brakes can bring you to a screeching halt. I've had that experience where I, the brakes came on and I stiffened up and I just burst into tears and trying to come back from that and get back into the mood is quite hard, but I've gotten there. So I would love to share that with you. How your life can reflect your sex life, what to do if you think too much during sex, confidence in the bedroom. Oh, there's just so much to uncover. And this is actually, I'm going to go through these topics in a masterclass I've got coming up called Love, Sex and Magic. And what I mean by magic is not that we're going to be 
waving wands at each other and casting spells. Just by magic, I mean creating the life that you want and checking in with your intuition, which is a huge part of actually being able to enjoy sex. So let me know if you took something away from this episode. Let me know if you want to hear more. Um, I'm probably going to keep doing sex podcasts anyway because I'm very passionate about it. But the more that you engage with me and let me know that that's something that you want to hear, the more I can actually address specific circumstances that help you or help your friends or people you know. Other than that, I think one last thing that I'll say is the masterclass. If you enjoyed this episode, I highly recommend you get on this masterclass I'm doing. It's all about self-love, deepening your relationship with your partner. Sex is like I've got a whole day dedicated to sex and sensuality Um, and the intuition side of things, connecting in with your feminine energy and your feelings and your sensuality. And that link I will leave in the show notes, but there's also a link to the Facebook group where I'll be hosting it in my Instagram bio. Other than that, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, no matter what context your life is in. Take this information and run with it, my friends. Fly. Revolutionize your life. If you can do that just from this episode, I'm in fucking awe of you. That's so cool that you can take a nugget of information and just implement it straight away. Like that's empowering, man. If not, come back. I've got you. We're going through this together. There's a good chance I've been through this. And if I haven't, I truly believe that I have the knowledge to be able to guide you. Other than that, I'll see you next time.